0: Welcome to the Rob Burgess Show. I am, of course, your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 241st episode, our guest is Bella DiPaolo, PhD. Bella DiPaolo, PhD, is, quote-unquote, the leading expert on single life, and has been described by The Atlantic as America's foremost thinker and writer on the single experience. Dr. DiPaolo coined the term single at heart. Her TEDx talk, What no one ever told you about people who are single has been viewed more than 1.6 million times. She is the author of Singled Out and How We Live Now, among other titles, has written The Living Single Blog for Psychology Today since 2008, and has been published by The New York Times, The Washington Post, Time Magazine, The Atlantic, and many other outlets. She has appeared on shows including The Today Show, CNN, American Morning, CBS This Morning, and Good Morning America. She has been interviewed on NPR many times, as well as on podcasts by CNN, The Atlantic, and many others. Dr. DePaulo has a BA from Vassar College and a PhD from Harvard University. She has lectured nationally and internationally. After two decades as a professor of psychology at the University of Virginia, Dr. DePolo moved to the West Coast, where she is currently an academic affiliate in the Department of Psychological and Brain Sciences at the University of California, Santa Barbara. She lives in Summerland, California. Her book, Single at Heart, The Power, Freedom, and Heart-Filling Joy of Single Life, was published December 5th. And now on to the show.
1: Hi, I'm Bella DiPaolo. I'm 70 years old. I've been single my whole life and I absolutely love being single. I'm a social scientist and so I come at singlehood both as a researcher as well as a practitioner and have found that all of our ways of thinking about single people that can be so disparaging are just not true and i found that in my years of researching and in the conversations and interviews i've done with sing- single people uh for decades
0: right um why did you decide to write this book in particular though what what did you think that the conversation was missing really
1: there are a lot of books written by or for single people but they tend to be kind of grudging. So they will say things like, how to be happily single until you find the one. (laughs) Or, Mm. you know, it's not so bad to be single because you can work on yourself and then you'll be ready to attract the one. Well, none of those books and all these other writings online and even some Scholarly writings are just writing to people who don't want to be single, but they're ignoring the pe- people who love being single, who want to stay single, who are happy and flourishing because they are single, not in spite of being single I call those people single at heart, which is the name of my book. And I wrote it because no one else was validating or even acknowledging that we exist.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Say say more about that single at heart idea. Like who, when you say that. Can you give me like some a better idea of like the person that you're describing? Like, like there's a quiz in your book, obviously. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah. But uh,
0: but what what to you comes yeah. to mind?
1: So people who are single at heart love being single. They're not trying to escape it. It's their most um, meaningful, fulfilling psychologically rich and authentic life so what people who are single at heart love about being single one of them one of the things is the freedom they get to uh, create lives that are based on how their own values their own interests so they get to live, live very authentic lives another thing And I consider this a superpower. Single people who are single at heart love their solitude. So when they have time to themselves, they cherish it rather than fear it. And what that means is that they are very rarely lonely because of this love of solitude they got through the pandemic better than a lot of other people did. And they are never going to be the stereotypical old person who feels isolated and lonely. Mm. And, but complementing their love of solitude, they also love socializing, most of them. So instead of focusing on the one, single people typically have the ones. So they have friends and relatives and uh, pets, maybe, and mentors and confidants, and so many different kinds of people in their lives. And they don't do what some. Couples do, not all of them, which is that once they get married or once they move in together, once they get married, and there's research on this, they demote their friends so they don't see them as often. They don't stay in touch with their parents as often. And meanwhile, the people staying single are maintaining those bonds. And so they have the ones rather than just the one. And that is a source of happiness and resilience as well.
0: Mm. yeah you you mentioned a lot there that I definitely want to expand on for sure. um now, do you have or have you had pets in your life?
1: Um, I have when I was younger, but uh-huh. I became allergic. I have no idea why ah. but but yeah. I loved my catch
0: right. You mentioned uh, going back a little bit, you talked about who you wrote this book for and what you um saw as kind of a gap in the market uh, so. Um, what about people, for example, who maybe were in a long-term relationship? Uh, maybe their partner uh, died, or or they got divorced, and maybe it's not that they're like truly single at heart. Like you, you describe yourself as somebody that purposefully chooses the single life uh, for yourself right. and has mm-hmm. uh, continuously. But what if you're? What if that's not your story? What if you were in a committed relationship for? A long time and through you know just circumstances happenstance life you find yourself single again but you're not necessarily you know you 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 had uh you know you had that long experience but you're not necessarily jumping back uh, in the dating pool or, or looking to like recreate that but it's like maybe you weren't single at heart to begin with you know what i mean kind of that right. middle area.
1: yeah yeah so even if you're not single at heart to begin with you can um you can appreciate, or some people can appreciate, some of the same things that the single at heart appreciate. Um, and to use your example of someone who becomes widowed, um, when my father died and my mother was still living, I got this condolence note that said that when her father died, her mother lost them. I thought that was such a weird thing to say. Then a couple of days later, I got another condolence letter that said the same thing. And now I think I understand what they were saying. That even if you were in a marriage that was a good one and you loved your spouse, that there is the possibility afterwards even though you may be deeply grieving, there's the possibility of coming into your own, of learning about yourself in a new way and having new experiences that are um, welcoming values. Not that it compensates for the loss of your spouse, but that it can be, in a way, a growth experience. Mm. And I think that, kind of parallels what happens with the single at heart all along in their lives, which is that they have what psychologists call a psychologically rich life. That's a life full of new experiences and different perspectives. And a psychologically rich life can come from things like, you know, traveling and learning new things and trying new things. But it also come from tragedy, such as being widowed. And that, as bad as it is, can also be a source of wisdom, of insights that you didn't have before.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, And one of the things that you talk about in your book um, that obviously is very prevalent in our society and in our cultural consciousness is this idea of the one um mm-hmm. it's uh it's to me a very calvinistic idea it's kind of predetermined <laughs> you know what i mean you yeah, don't get much yeah. say in the matter All um, right i'm curious reading your book have you seen the um netflix series uh escaping twin flames have you heard of this i
1: haven't no okay. tell me about it it's an
0: online cult still going i think yeah. um in some fashion anyhow their whole premise is that this the idea of have you heard the term twin flame before? Like, no, OK, haven't. well, it's, it's kind of like the one, but it's like a pumped up version of the one. It's like you two, okay. you're two parts of the same hole and everyone has one. And, and your job is just to recognize the signs and find out who they are. And basically this, mm-hmm. this uh, group is just like anyone that comes to them and is like, I kind of like this guy at work, he's talking to me or this, this random person in my DMS or whatever. And they're like, that's the mm-hmm. one, like whoever it is. It's just like, that's your twin flame. You got to, yeah, don't let anything yeah. stop you from being with your twin flame. Right. <laughs> um, oh, it's funny. But uh, anyway, th- this uh, relates to the idea of the one, because it's just like. If what if your one is a, is just a terrible person and not nice to you and and you know what I mean like what do you I, do then are, yeah. are you just both yeah. still? yeah I mean talk yeah. about that idea of the one and I think it's dangerous and damaging for frankly to a lot of it people
1: is. and it isn't fair to the other person either to no. yeah, depend on one person to be your everything mm.
0: yeah I just I, I feel like people need to be a little bit more even people that are in relationships need to have some you know, autonomy or, or feel like that they're yes. intentionally choosing their partner. You know what I mean? I just, I just yes, feel this idea that there's only one person out there for you and you're not going to be, you, you, uh, reference the Jerry Maguire quote, uh, you right. complete me. Right. That's, that's, right. that's, yeah. the friend, that's the famous thing. It's like you're right. two halves of right. the same right. whole. you know what yeah. I mean?
1: <laughs> and it's sort of sad to think of yourself as not as incomplete. Right.
0: Exactly. You'll never be whole unless you are just yeah. infused to this random person. Um, right. So I just, I just don't think that's, that's a helpful way to, to think about things. And I I do think that there is a real idea in the culture that you're just not living your best life. You couldn't, you're only deluding yourself. If you think you're living your best life as single, you're really just waiting. Like you said, for like this one, this person to come along, he's like, uh, you think you're happy, but you don't know how happy you could be. You know what I mean? They're not even taking people's emotions seriously or or opinions about their own life. Right.
1: Yes it's like other people think that you that they know your feelings and your emotions and your wishes better than you do mm-hmm. and one of the things i suggest throughout my single at heart book is to flip the script and what i mean by that is imagine the same thing happening to married people so here's what people say to me or to other single people oh you just think you're happy you'll get over it (laughs) sometimes you know when you meet the right person you'll you'll know that you were wrong all along about that to a married person oh you just think you're happy you just wait you'll get over it (laughs) And it's not that single people just think about themselves. In fact, Uh that's one of the myths about single people being self-centered that is absolutely not true. Single people are actually more connected to more different people. They're more likely to be there. You know, on average, obviously there are exceptions, but they're more likely to be there when other people need help they volunteer more in just about every way except one. Married people volunteer more for religious institutions. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, parents, they may all along badger their kids to marry, and they may think they want them to marry, but when they get older, they may Rethink that because the people who are most likely to be there when they need them as they age are their single kids, not their cobbled ones. Mm,
0: mm, so.
1: I am interested in every aspect of single life except dating or huh. trying to become unsingle. Gotcha. But so I'm interested in the people who want to be single, who love being single, and aren't trying to find an escape. So well, I don't, I have never been on a dating site. Okay. I don't even know what they look like. All right. I, I know nothing about it. Happily so.
0: Okay, great. I think one thing that is good to point out uh, is that if all you're looking for out of being with someone is you want to be, you want someone to be there in case you need someone to call for help, I guess, when you're when you're older or by yourself you know what i mean but you're like you can get a medical alert thing you can yeah, you can get a, a right. button if that's all you're looking for like if you just need a human version yeah. of that you can buy that you, right. you can have yeah. somebody you clean remember? your house you can you know what i mean all these yeah, if you're just looking for services of... so you could get yeah. services
1: you know? yes right in fact you remember that famous um ad that was spoofed so often about oh, yeah. the medical alert device mm-hmm. uh the person who splayed in her bathroom Floor, and she says, I'm falling and I can't get up. Do you remember what her name was?
0: Mm -mm, No. It was Mrs. Fletcher. Mm. Well,
1: where was Mr. Fletcher?
0: Right, right. Good point. Yeah. (laughs) And
1: that's the thing, you know, if you're counting on a spouse, no matter how loving and caring and invested in you your spouse might be supposed to have a life you know they might go to the grocery store they might have a job they might travel so they're not going to be velcroed to you 24 hours a day
0: Mm -hmm. yeah you can't count on them to like necessarily be able to call for help at all at all hours of of the day no matter what so right okay this is a quote by hunter s thompson uh, we are all alone, born alone, die alone, and in the spirit of true romance magazines, we shall all someday look back at our lives and see that, in the spite of our company, we were alone the whole way. I do not say lonely, at least not all the time, but essentially, finally alone, and that's very true. And that is something I try to, mm-hmm. you know, tell my kids about. Is, is like even when you're with yes. other people, you're you are with yourself. No one else is yes. inside your skull. You're just just mm-hmm. just you. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that being comfortable with yourself. You, no matter if you're in a relationship or not, I think is is really important. That that's a very uh, essential, I think, life skill. Um, yes, I agree. That's have. a great quote. Oh, I know. I love it too. Yeah, but um, yeah,
1: and you know, parents often worry about their kids if they don't have enough friends, mm. but I think they should also worry if their kids can't spend time alone, or if adults can't either.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: it's a real skill it is to be able to be on your own and not upset all the time or lonely or but to be able to get something out of solitude psychologically
0: well what do you like to do when you're alone i'm just curious like what's your what, what <laughs> um, keeps you busy when you're when you're by yourself well,
1: all sorts of things um i love writing when i'm alone mm-hmm. and i sometimes Cook. I go to the farmers market. I I go out. I live in Southern California, so yes. I am close to beachside trails. I go out for a walk almost every day in the gorgeous trails. I love that. I also, you know, um watch Netflix or some equivalent, and uh, and I just really like that I especially like being alone when I want to work and do creative things where I don't want anyone stealing a sliver of my attention I just want to be totally focused great and it doesn't mean I don't like doing things together too I mean I love meeting friends for dinner I have friends visiting sometimes and and I sometimes go for walks with friends and I see relatives sometimes so it's not either or but I
0: enjoy both. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, but you've talked about this a little bit. But like, uh, what are some of the big misconceptions about single people? And I guess also, how if you have single people in your life, um, how can you and you want to be compassionate to them? What what's what don't what what should we not say to our single <laughs> friends yeah. to help yeah. them? More than what we should say, oh, so, what so should we not say?
1: I, <laughs> you know? Right, the compassionate part is something you'd feel if they were single and didn't like being single. If they were single oh. at heart, then you would feel True. proud, but you don't want to like accidentally congratulatory. be congratulatory, like, sure, right? But
0: or condescending, yeah. like we were talking about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like being incensed, like, like undermining their own feelings, I guess, how to so validate their own exactly. Feelings, I guess.
1: So, yeah, when they tell you they're happy, believe them, right? Ask, right. Them, about, ask them about their love lives, their interests, their
0: mm-hmm.
1: the people they care about. Um, and include them in different activities and show up for them for their milestones and their right. um right. right and don't just don't ask them, oh, are you still single? <laughs> That's a terrible question.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Although
1: personally I kind of like it. I like telling people I love being single. In uh- fact, <laughs> I went to this, um I went to this neighborhood potluck, I think it was last year, and almost everyone there was. Part of a couple and they were introducing themselves you know i'm john and here's my wife mary and so uh when it came to my turn i said i'm bella i'm 69 that was last year and i've been single my whole life and this married guy turns to me and he says you know when i knew a woman a single woman she was 65 she was happily single And then she met someone and she became happily married. (laughs) And I I think he was trying to say to me, don't worry, Bella, even in your 60s, you can still get married. (laughs) And I said to him, I like stories better where the happy single person stays single. Mm -hmm. And then I said, I think marriage is overrated. And he stopped for a second, and he glanced over to his wife, who was out of earshot by then, and he said, if I admitted what I really felt about that, I'd be sleeping in the shed tonight. (laughs) Many single people have children, and in fact, the rate of being a single parent is only increasing, Mm -hmm. and at the same time, fewer married people are having children, so... Mm. It is still true that married or couple of people are more likely to have kids than single people, but the mm. gap between them is is closing. and you can be single, you can even be single at heart and still have kids and enjoy it as a fabulous experience.
0: Like you're not foregoing that by right. you know, intentionally choosing this basically is is yeah, sure. definitely. And that's like you mentioned, it's just more and more possible and more and more accepted and more normalized uh, by the day, I feel like, too. So it's it's not it's not the abstract it once was, I guess.
1: That's correct. And there are new and and innovative, well, not even so new, but innovative ways of raising mm-hmm. children if you don't want to raise them single-handedly. Um, you, you can do it with friends or cherished relatives, of course. So lots of people live in multigenerational households. And in fact, there's some great research showing that single mothers raising their kids in multigenerational households have adolescents who do better than the children of married parents who live off in a nuclear family by themselves. I mean, they are less likely to take drugs. They're more likely to graduate from high school. They're less likely to be uh, sexually active at an early age. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly the opposite of what the propaganda tells us that mm-hmm. you know kids of married <clears throat> parents are always doing better.
0: Mm. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Um, one thing I do wonder, though, is there any is as, as you see societal or legal or political changes on a on a more macro level that would benefit single people i guess uh because there is uh tax advantages i think to being married i could be wrong but i think absolutely. that's true <laughs> um, absolutely uh, yes. what, yeah like like what what could what could be done to maybe even the playing field for for single people more
1: right first to affirm what you already said there are hundreds of federal laws that benefit and protect only people who are excuse me legally married and that's one of the reasons that people who were advocating for same for the legalization of same-sex marriage were doing it so diligently and insistently because it really makes a huge difference so some of the th- Things that are slowly changing in the in the right direction include um, something like family medical leave act. The way it stands now, uh, you can take time off from an eligible workplace without pay um, to care for um, a parent, a spouse, or a child. Mm. But. And those people can take time off to care for you. Well, single people don't have the equivalent of a spouse. So I can't take time off to care for a close friend. And a close friend can't take time off to care for me. Same thing with siblings, cousins, et cetera. Um, And there is some evidence of change toward that. Some local and state laws that are starting to acknowledge people other than um, a spouse. And Mm. I think that's a really important thing. And some other evidence of it is more informal. So some workplaces are getting better at acknowledging that, you know, not just are married people bereft at the death of their spouse, but a single person might have a close friend or a cherished relative who dies and they deserve bereavement leave as well.
0: Mm Mm-hmm yeah um my wife and i were watching uh the movie while you were sleeping the other night have you ever seen that movie yeah. um i th- it, think
1: so that's one just starts at the subway
0: yes yeah. um exactly oh it is oh, okay um, all right yeah um anyway she has to work the main character sandra bullock has to work at the subway on christmas because yeah. all the other people that she works with are calling off because they have a you know quote unquote a family and she doesn't have right. a family so that's she's only the guys. only yeah. single person so of course she, who who gets the uh, you know the worst work work mm-hmm. assignment because they don't have the excuse of you know what I mean <laughs> so. right yeah
1: and that's something that single people are becoming more vocal about that they should be acknowledged this as- hasn't having lives too you know the myth that if you're single you don't have a life uh no that's not true uh, and work should be about work if as a couple married or couple person in the workplace if you get you know first dibs on holidays or um vacations or uh, staying late after work if you get to, get to be advantaged in all those ways, then in a way you're getting better and more compensation for the same work and that shouldn't happen.
0: hmm right. Um, well, we are getting uh, down to the wire here, I notice on the Zoom, uh, but uh, is there anything that we didn't talk about that's in your book or anything about singlehood at all that we didn't get to that you want to make sure that people know?
1: I think I just say that. Uh, Keep in mind that for some people, single life is just a fabulous, joyful life, a way of flourishing. So don't be tempted to pity us or or condescend to us, but acknowledge that this is a great life. And if you're a parent, make sure your kids know that's a possibility. And, you know, it's part of the bigger... Um, program of progress over time of of um, opening the doors of our lives so that we can all live our most authentic and meaningful and fulfilling lives
0: mm-hmm. well great um, well it's it's a really interesting book uh, I, I really appreciate you uh, coming on and talk to me here um, one question I do always ask uh before we go though is what music have you been listening to lately?
1: Oh, you know, just the other night I was looking for music that I didn't quite find, but I'll tell you about it. Do you remember Susan Boyle? She was uh, that she
0: was on a TV show. I mean, was it? America Got
1: Talent. Oh, there you and go. And she was yep. this mm-hmm. lifelong single yes. woman mm-hmm. who looked. I mean, who didn't yes. really. i remember she was a
0: global (laughs) sensation when she happened she was
1: awesome so Mm -hmm. i wanted to know if she had anything new and she didn't Mm. but i did re-listen to her um audition song so that was exciting oh yeah (laughs)
0: yeah i had forgotten about that yeah definitely um well great well thank you uh, for taking the time again and you're, you're welcome to come back anytime. Uh, and oh, great, thank you. About, thank
1: you for inviting me.
0: Yeah. This has been a lot of fun and uh, it's, it's good to have your perspective. So uh, everyone should check out your book. So
1: yes, do tell them to do that. Thank Wish you. you like